The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If you will it, dude, it is no dream from the Big Lebowski for all you achievers out there. Play the Carpenter Weedon! Madsen gets the win his debut here in Denmark! And look at that wall! There's a new hottest worker in the room. He's standing right here. That's my goal, to be the fittest lightweight out there. Mark the Olympian! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made for Adam. All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Let me start by apologizing to Matt and the crew that they had to see me in my Mac welded underpants, but it's really hot in my. Um, it's warm here in my the room I do this in, and the air conditioner is too loud. So the advantage to Zoom is I can sit in my Mac Weldon's, but when I walked back in, um, and I don't even think they're sponsoring uh, us at this point, but I still love their underpants. Can you stand up for a second? No, why? Stand up. Let me see. No, I don't want to show them now because I'll get in trouble. Then turn. Oh, why you'll get in trouble? Because stand up. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I didn't trust. I didn't trust that I don't have a little piss on them. Sometimes oh, I shake geez. quickly and run in here. That's why uh, you did the side view. On the show today, we have uh, Mark Madsen. He's a uh, first time on UFC. He obviously an unranked uh, lightweight coming on, and I can't believe this is our first time talking to a uh, Clay Guida. Is I thought we had him on before. Wait, we never had Clay Guida on. Him? I don't know. I I've, again, I it's that been, doesn't sound right. No, no, it doesn't. First, First time. time. But you know what it is? I talk to him so much when I like see him. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. But like, you know, I've seen him over the years. So I, that's crazy. I don't know, oh, Clay. I've wow. only met him once. Look at fun. So I we thought got, we talked to him before, Matt. I thought we did. So we got Clay Guida. Yeah. Going versus the silver medalist, Mark Madsen. Huh? Is there anybody more fun to watch than Clay Guida? Yeah, but now... Is Clay Guida going to rely on his striking skills or is he going to put the Olympic wrestling, uh, wrestling, um, wait, the Olympic wrestler on his back? Mm -hmm. I should have started with that. Can we cut that up where it didn't sound so No, it's perfect. 
Jimmy. Olympic wrestling. What am I saying? But uh, wow. Talk about style. If people want to talk about stylistically giving Clay Guida a hard fight, you know, that's got to be a hard. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, he's, yeah. he's um, a grappling machine. Let's, I mean, let's, what do you think about that? I don't what know. What do you I mean, think about that, uh, Mark Madsen's undefeated, 10-0. It's a big spot for him. Uh, I'm going to guess this is his first uh, uh, co-main event. Um, I, I could be incorrect, but I'm, I'm going to assume he's 2-0 in the UFC. This is his, his first co-main. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Clay Guida, man, is always, uh, he's always a problem. He never gets tired. He never gets tired. So I predict that uh, Clay Guida is going to grapple. Well, he's going to grapple. I mean, that's what he, that's his, but I mean, that's what he's going to do. Like that's, that's his wheelhouse. Yeah. What does that mean? Wheelhouse. I never it means that. it's kind of your area of comfort, but why wheelhouse? I don't know. Were you asking me what do I think he's going to do? Stand up or grapple? Were you asking me that? No, I, I oh. was, but then I got carried away saying that he's, that's not his wheelhouse. Cause oh. I heard that said before. So I wanted to sound smart. Yes. But then I realized I have no idea what that means. I know no. what it means. It's not his expertise. But you're not but sure what why. What the fuck is a wheelhouse? Yeah. It's not his wheelhouse. Somebody at one point in history walked into a wheelhouse and somebody said, that's not his wheelhouse. And I don't know what, what it means. Maybe the wheels are turning. I don't know. First of all, that's not what happened in history. Nobody walked into a wheelhouse and said, you don't know that. I mean, well, I listen, let's get back on track. Did you see suicide squad yet? The suicide squad. I did not know. I was busy watching. Um, I was, I was, I was going to do, I did a, uh, What's it called? The quiet, uh, a quiet place. Part two. Oh, how was that? I didn't see part one. It was interesting. It's good. Um, but of course my Apple TV, I, I, I rented it and then my Apple TV now has no volume. I don't know what the fuck happened. My Apple TV is just really, uh, is on the fritz. So I, I, I had to watch it on my iPad, but it was actually a pretty good movie. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I, I liked it. I, I don't think I'd be into that. I think I'd be too on like, on edge. No, it is pretty tense. The first one's really good. Watch the first one. See what you think. We have undefeated fighter Mark Madsen coming in right now. Let's bring him in. Yeah. 10 and 0, 2 and 0 in the UFC, Jimmy. Yep. Fighting a uh, veteran uh, UFC fighter, Clay Guida. Yeah. There Clay he is. is. 36 and 17. There uh, he is. Check his Instagram. There he is. Yeah. There he is. What's up? Hey man, my brother. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Is this your first mark? Your first uh, co-main in UFC? No, it's not. So my debut in Copenhagen last year that was a co-main event. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I th- I assumed it might be your 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 first. So you're used to the uh, the pressure of it and the extra little bit of press you have to do. No, no. But uh, we'll manage. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm you know I've been competing at in wrestling at a, at a high level for, you know, my entire life. So I'm sure we'll get it done. Especially being in the Olympics. You can't get shook with that. These wrestlers, Jimmy, they're used to the pressure, Jimmy, you know, they're used to competing over and over again. You know, Jimmy, you, yeah. think, the, you think the bright lights is going to scare Mark Madsen? Is that what you're insinuating? Never. But however, the bright lights do sometimes with additional press, um, pressure, it does kind of get into somebody's head because they have to go through a lot of steps that they haven't gone through necessarily before. That's why somebody's main event is a big deal besides the fact that it's five rounds. So yeah, sometimes the extra press does bug guys. 
Okay. So can I just just to, to just to clarify, I, I do believe I'm I'm able to perform under pressure. The last year, I broke my jaw in my my last fight. Oh shit! Early second round, I pushed through. I mean, talk about pushing through, but but uh, broken jaw, two places. I pushed through. I got operated, got a surgery on it. It got infected. Second surgery, got COVID afterwards. My wife got diagnosed with MS disease. We had a black mold infesting in our house. Wow. We've been, we've been relocated for eight months now. I'm here. It's a co-main event against Clay Guida. And I mean, if I can go through all that, still be happy, still be proud, still be grateful. You know what? I'm comfortable that I'll be able to go in next Saturday with or without lights. I'll fight with or without lights. I've been doing that with, you know, in wrestling my entire life. It's about going out there and performing the best I can. And that's really what I'm looking for this Saturday, going out and performing the best I can. Can I, can I ask you about the broken jaw too? Because that freaks me out so much, the idea of not being able to open your mouth to breathe. How, how long was your jaw actually wired shut? And did, they, did it stay wired longer because of your infection? I think it took around four months altogether because we, I had a, I had a set, second surgery after that. I mean, it, it just, so I had the surgery and everything was good. Then after a while, it just blew up. I mean, it was even bigger than I when I got back from from the states, Jeez. and I was going like something is not, it's not correct here. And I actually got to the to the to the hospital, and they told me, "We're glad that you came in now because this this could have like this could have gone really really bad." So they did a they did a you know a surgery right away. So it took way longer than it's supposed to do, but uh, the jaw is good now, and and believe me. It's been tested. So I think we should be good. Wow. So you were wired that long. Wow. Uh, So listen, you must have been thrilled to get the matchup with Clay Guida because he is a household. People know Clay Guida. This is like a coming out party for you in the MMA world. We're like, all right, we've seen this guy fight, but holy shit, this is a test. This is Clay Guida in the Hall of Fame with his fight versus Diego Sanchez ages ago. So, hey, man, how excited when you saw that name? You got approached with that. Oh, my God, Matt. I can't tell you how excited I am. This is the Olympian versus the Carpenter. It is. I mean, it's a co-main event. Six months ago, I had no idea whether I would be able to return, return to MMA. And now I'm here. It's fight week. I'm facing a guy. And I, I have to be honest, this is my third year of full focus in MMA. Clay Guida is one of the guys, one of the entertaining guys that I used to follow, that I used to watch. I mean, with his wrestling background, I like the guy. I mean, I think, you know, he, his fights are entertaining. He's, uh, I mean, I'm super excited to have a, a test like Clay Guida. Like you say, it's a, it's a massive opportunity. It's a, it's a, and he's a big name. I got to tell you that it, it, it's actually taken me by surprise. Um, a lot of MMA fans back in Denmark know Clay Guida naturally, mm. but coming here, I did my camp in the, in, 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 in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I mean, just speaking to people, like even getting a haircut, asking who you're fighting. And I say, Clay Guida, they go, Oh my God. Ah. So, so yeah, it's, it's really taking me by surprise how big a name Clay actually is. Yeah. So, I mean, massive opportunity, great fighter. I mean, the only thing I should do right here is actually go out and really honor him by by putting on my best performance to date because I think he deserved that. And Mark, how did you realize you had uh, 
black mold in the apartment. Did you see it or were you suffering some kind of uh, health effects? Yeah, so we actually all suffered from uh, from the health effects uh, of, of black mold. I mean, my wife was diagnosed with MS disease, which is an auto, autoimmune system, which has a lot of the same thing. We, we, we don't know yet if, if the black mold m- might have triggered the MS or maybe even worsened it. But I was feeling, I was feeling bad as well, um, kind of living in a bell. That's probably the best thing I can describe it. My kids were coming up to me and telling me, dad, I, I have a headache. I, I don't feel good and stuff. So then we found a water leak at the, just like in the corner of our house. The insurance company came out. They took up one floor. They took up a second. They took up a third. And I mean, when I left Denmark, and I'm not lying here, the only thing that was left of our house was the foundation and the outer walls. Wow. That bad. Everything They had to pull everything apart. Everything you know, wooden, like even the insulation was infected by black mold. And that we've stayed in that house for four years. We had no idea that, that it was going on. And I mean, that's just some of the things that happens in life. Right. And then you got to deal with it. Yeah. How long you expect it to be out of your house for? Do you know, did they give you a time frame? So I am so excited about the fight this Saturday. I'm going back Monday and September the 10th after eight months of relocation we might be able finally to move in into our house, a place that we call home and just have a base again. I mean, we've been living, I mean, I have a family with two kids, a wife, uh, we've been living in a, <laughs> basically in our backs at, uh, you know, being relocated, not having all our stuff. I mean, it's, I'm a pretty structured guy being an Olympian. I'm about, you know, eating, training, sleeping, correct. I've done that my entire life. I like to know what my stuff are. I like to know my schedule, my plan. And it might seem like, a, oh, you get relocated by the insurance. They take care of that. But I mean, that just put a little bit of extra press on top of everything we had going on. But we have a lot of good things coming up. And I'm excited about the fight. I'm excited about coming home and, and having a base. And then finally be able to sit down, like enjoy a cup of coffee in my own home. Yeah. And then figure out where we're going from here. Mark, let me ask you, how was the transition being a grappler your whole life? How is the transition uh, into striking? Was it an easy one? Did it take a little bit to get used to? I mean, it, it was a tough transitioning. Yes. It was a really tough transition. I think coming from my background as an Olympian wrestler, three-time Olympian, Olympic medalist, five-time world medalist, I, I do put pride in my craft. And at this time, I, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not going to get as good in striking as I am in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to work a little bit about that because my I have a really a tight pride about my my craft and, you know, my Greco-Roman style and stuff. But it's been, it's been really a challenging uh, transitioning. And um, I've been trying to find the right setup, the right people to help me develop the things I need to, to develop in order to achieve my goals in MMA and uh it was my third year, and I, I actually I feel like I, I just found the place. I did my camp at uh, at Fight Ready down in, in in Arizona in Scottsdale, same same gym that Henry Cejudo Triple G is working out of. And I flew down there. The captain, Eric, the captain, Henry Cejudo's coach, Patricia Pitbull's coach, contacted me and and told me, "Hey, I, I think you should come out here and and have a look at this." And I've done my camp there. And I mean, the coaches, the help I've gotten down there, the partners, 
the last eight, six weeks of camp has really, I mean, the progression I've been through in terms of my, my striking and my, my just basic understanding, fight IQ. Like wrestling fight IQ is very, very different than MMA fight IQ. Yes. I mean, there is there's like so much that, uh, that like even on the first day. So do you think about this? How are you positioning your shoulders, your legs? Are you too high? Are you too low? I mean, it's been such a such an amazing uh, you know experience to to go down there and have the help that I've that I've had there. I've been working out with uh, Martin Kampman uh, back in Denmark. Oh, he's been like a. So that was the first first thing I did when I when I transitioned into to MMA. I called Martin Kampman, which is a funny fun fact because Martin Kampman was the head coach of Team Alpha Male. Where Clay actually is is uh, is training out at. Oh, wow. He just moved back back then. He just moved back to Denmark. First thing I did was I called him up. You know, a Danish MMA legend. I said, Martin, can you help me with this transition? Uh-huh. So he's been uh, he's been coaching me from from day one. He's been helping me build the system, learning me the the basics. And I mean, we have had the tr- challenge of of living two hours apart. So it's been it's been <laughs> it's been a little bit. Uh, limited the, the time that, that we've had but I mean I feel like the progression I've been through at fight ready I mean with with that set up with those people around me man I do believe the future is bright I do believe the best is to come that is so great I, um, that's a great that you uh, were working with Martin Kamen I haven't heard that name in a while and uh, I think the fight fans should throw his name in UFC fight pass because uh, he had some great fights he really did so I'm glad he's doing well. That's good. He's doing, he's actually at the he he's here right now. Oh, so he's, good. He's yep. I like. Well, tell him I said hello for sure. <laughs> I will, Matt. I will. Yep. And what what is the difference between the uh, uh, the Olympic the atmosphere of being in the Olympics and the atmosphere of of fighting in UFC? I mean, obviously there's there's pressure in both. But what would you say is the difference in the two? I would probably say. Right now, I mean, given the Olympics at Tokyo and then the, the fact that I'm fighting at the apex, it's probably the same right now. Right. Talking about the lights and everything. I mean, there, there was no spectators at the Olympics, right? And and will be uh, there will be a limited number of spectators at at um, allowed in at, at the apex. But I think that like one of the big differences is you know I've in wrestling. I mean, it was a grind every single day, Yeah, every single day, grinding, grinding, grinding. And you would have one opportunity to shine every fourth year at the Olympics. And it was, you know, you might be going around, okay, I got to shine every fourth year, but really the the Olympics is every single day. You got to, you got to get up, you got to grind, you got to train, you got to eat, you got to sleep right every single day to make it at the Olympics and perform the way you want to perform. So in terms of shining, I mean, it's it's the attention that I've gotten in my transitioning and moving into MMA and, and, and signing with the UFC and performing on the biggest stage on the world, competing with the best MMA fighters in the world. It's been, I mean, it's been overwhelming. It's It's been overwhelming. I, I'm used to, uh, you know, working out, grinding. I'm used to having my, let's call it slow flow, and and just leading up to this fight with with Clay, I mean, I mean, it's overwhelming the amount of attention I've gotten from different media's, from from MMA um, outlets, and 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 just the support I'm getting from back home, like texts, 
calls, messages. It, it's it's absolutely overwhelming. And I, again, I'm thankful. I'm proud to be in this situation, having the fight. But I'm equally as thankful for all the support that I'm getting, you know, from from the fans and from from people that really wishes me and my family the best. I mean, that's that's something that that will, you know, man. And I guess having been in the Olympics, you're used to competing with the top in the world. You you know, you used to competing against the best people in the world. Yeah. So I've, I've been, I've been, they have rankings in, or they had rankings in wrestling and I've been one of the best wrestlers for more than 10 years. And you were talking in the world, Gregor Roman level. I mean, I'm a five-time world medalist, three-time Olympian, Olympic medalist, uh, I've been competing with the best wrestlers in the world. And I, I think I've done that based on a, a mindset, a lifestyle, the Olympian lifestyle, train, eat, sleep, you know, live the life, enjoy the life, uh, embrace it, embrace the grind and have fun doing it. Now doing all that, I want the fans to know, like besides the training, you're an Olympian, you're a family man. Uh, what hobbies do you have? Anything besides training? I mean, we got Clay. You know, Clay's a fisherman and whatever else he's into, but he's a wild man. What? Any other hobbies we should know about? Books you're reading, movies you're watching? I got to look up on that. <laughs> My hobby is is fighting. My hobby, the last three years, to be honest. Spartan. Last, last, the last three years going into MMA, full-time professional, my hobby has been learning, developing, you know, eating, sleeping, thinking MMA. I mean, we talk about, we talk about fishing. I have this conversation with my wife. She goes like, she's watching all these Instagram videos with all these famous MMA fighters, UFC fighters. They do all kind of, you know, exciting stuff. They go fishing, they go snowboarding. And she's like, how come they can do it? And the only thing that you're doing is going into the gym every single day. And I'm like, I don't know, honey, but I have an ambition here. I want to be the best version I can in the sport of MMA. I have the equal ambition in MMA than I had in wrestling. And I know it's not going to be easy. It's my third year in MMA. I'm fighting the best fighters in the world. I got to develop. I got to adapt quickly. I got to put in the time. So talking about uh, hobbies, I might be able to find something. Uh, yeah. But right now, well, the only thing that pops up is, you know, training. Yeah. MMA. Now, let me ask you. Late at night, your wife's like, we're watching this. Listen, Mr. Olympian, I know you got your eye on the goal, the price. Where you're watching 90 Day Fiance with me, Mark. What do you say? No, honey, I'm going to sleep. What are you are you watching a show with your wife? Any shows? So Matt, so so Matt, keep in mind, the place I live in Denmark has no MMA at all. So the 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 first two years on this journey, I had to go with a two-hour drive to Copenhagen. Oh get my work in in the morning. I had to stay there the entire day to get the workout in the night. And then I could come back. So the Olympian took off at 6 a.m. And he was back at 11. And I can tell you something. Yeah. In our household, I was the first guy to get up. And I was the last one to go to bed. So it, it wasn't even a question because my wife wouldn't be asking me that. Oh. We, we would have our weekends. But but going into the like the the, the ongoing... It's called it struggle of the week. Yes. I mean, that, that was just how it is. And, and I know, like, looking back, speaking about it now, 
really about this MS disease really forced me to reevaluate a lot in our life. We had to prioritize different. And, and looking back, it, it seems like a absolutely crazy process. Like, why did I go through that? Why did I push myself? No. Why did I do that every single day? It's but to be honest, nothing here in life is free, right? We got to work to get what we want. And I don't care if it's the dreams, if it's ambitions, if it's gold, we got to work our ass off to achieve something. And I mean, just, just going to Phoenix, finding a, a place at Scottsdale that was five minutes away from the gym. Do you know how much time that saved me in transport? Hour and 55 minutes each way. I mean, that's ours that I could, that's good counting right there. Thank you so much. And, and I mean, that's time that hey. I can put into family. Yes. So. Hey, listen, hey, you're doing something right. Don't listen to me. God forbid, Mark. We hang up here and you go, what was that little guy talking about? Let me check out this Netflix. And then you start binging shit and you get addicted to these stupid shows. And next thing you know, oh, 600 pound life, honey. And then you're eating popcorn and popcorns <laughs> and I ruin your life. Don't listen. You're doing something right. Yep. Don't listen, Mark. Before I shocked the world, I was batting 500. Don't listen to me. You're doing, you're undefeated. You're doing something right, brother. You got the captain behind you. Look at him. Yeah, captain. You're doing it right, Mark. Matt, I'm going to I'm gonna take it here. Coming from you, I'm really going to take it here. Thank you so much. We're going to be watching this weekend. Yeah. Yes, we are. I can't wait. Hey, a lot of eyes on you, and I know that you're not the bright lights, blackout. You're coming for it, Mark. We yes, can't sir. wait. We are coming for it. They got it. You know, they might turn out the lights. There's no... I know. I mean, Clay and I are going to fight. It is the Olympian versus the Carpenter. Yes. I brought my two by four. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Let's see what happens. I have a plan. He has a plan. It's fight business. I'm excited. You know, anything can happen. Let's go Saturday. Oh, shit. I got it was great talking to you, Mark. This And uh, yeah, have a great fight on Saturday and uh, really looking forward to this one. Obviously, you guys both have amazing cardio, so it's going to be a great fight. And uh, we'll talk to you again. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Later, Mark. Captain. Captain. Later. <laughs> Later, guys. All right. See you. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Listen to me. I'm excited for that. And me too. I, I didn't want to lose him there because I know he's not really into comic books. So he goes, if there was a blackout, 
I was going to go, yo, if there's no light, you'll be dead devil up in that bitch. I was going to say that. And then I was afraid he'd just stare at me and not know who Daredevil was. Right. He might yeah. or he might not. Do you know who Daredevil is, Jimmy? Yeah, of course I do. Well, you know he's blind. Uh, is he? Yeah, I guess so. Well, well first of all, you, don't, you might guess so, but I, I don't want to be a, a know-it-all, but I know so. Uh, well, I, I, according to you, that's a rumor you're starting. Jimmy, Jimmy. All right. Are we, are we splitting hairs? Um, not us, no. We have Daredevil. Done. He has something. It's almost better than eyesight. It's, oh, we look like Clay in. Yeah, yeah, we should look like we did. Listen, um, but seriously, I don't think he would have got that reference. Ask Clay. He won't. He won't agree with you about Daredevil. <laughs> I think you're making that up. About if Daredevil is blind. That's right. I, I guarantee he doesn't have to know about superheroes. He might know about superheroes like I know about fucking bass, fucking <laughs> and trout. Yeah, but he's heard of Daredevil. There's no way Clay hasn't heard of Daredevil. But this whole thing you're starting that he's blind, I mean, that's not right. He is blind, man. I, uh, just, I don't believe it. I'm just being silly, dude. <laughs> What's hey. going on, fellas? How are you? Dude, we cannot believe that this is the first time you were on this show. Is that right? First time that I know of, man. Yeah, I oh, think so. That's weird. I, I know it is. I'm so used to talking to you when I see you. I thought you were on this thing before. I know. Well, I'm honored to be on the show with you guys finally, man. This is great. How you been, man? How you, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Been better than ever. I remember last time I saw you was at one of the fights uh, at the Wayans. I think we were hanging out backstage. Um, I'm trying to remember which card it was. Yeah, it was uh, pre-COVID, I believe, man. But yeah, Absolutely. I've been better than ever, man. Fishing, fighting, training, wrestling, man. It's uh, Everything is great, man. Your, your cardio is so incredible. Like you just, you seem like a nightmare to have to fight. Fishing is such a non kind of cardio activity. Is that what you do to relax? Cause like, I hate fishing because I get too antsy. Is that what you do just to kind of blank everything out? It's a great question, man. I tell you what, it's uh, it is, um, it's therapeutic for me, but people who have fished with me, they know I fish like I fight. You know what? I just go balls to the wall, man. I'm I'm getting three, four casts for the every one or two casts. And uh, to me, is the more punches you throw, the better chance they have landed. The more casts you make, the more fish you have a catching, man. Wow, yeah. Do you are you usually a good fisherman? I suck as a fisherman. That's why I would never catch anything. So I, I just kind of hated it. I'm okay, man. We're learning. I primarily started, you know, catching bass at a young age, and um, I started. I teamed up with. Uh, Chad Mendez, who was actually a former uh, a friend, and then he was an opponent. Now we're teammates, and now we're business partners. He started Fins and Feathers, which is a celebrity guide service that takes clients and fans oh, out yeah. hunting and fishing. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and then he's like, Guida, he's like, man, you're always out fishing, and I've always loved, you know, just to be on the water. And um, he knows how much I, I, you know, I love going to, you know, sporting events, UFC events, and concerts. So I came up with the concept, Gills and Throws of Guida where we take our clients and fan base out, we take them fishing, and then we wrap it around a, a UFC event, or we take them to a live concert, we take them to a professional sporting event, we get to work with bands like Zach Brown Band, Metallica, uh, Pepper, Slightly Stupid, um, yeah, Robert Plant from Zeppelin, I mean, you name it, we've been very fortunate to work with some really, really awesome musicians and, uh, and talent, Uriah Faber, uh, Tito Ortiz is coming out with us on a, a fishing uh, excursion for Tuna, September and October. So we've been very fortunate to do what we love and, um, you know, in a couple of things and fighting and, you know, and on the water. Oh, that's great, man. Well, yeah. listen, quality of life is really about that. 
doing what you love more so than anything else, you know? And I see, it, man. Yeah, so like now, listen, you're like one of those ageless guys. You're one of those guys, you're 39. You look like you're, you're, you compete like you're in your twenties. So I'm not putting any cap on your fighting, but is this this kind of thing, the stuff you're talking about, is that what you're going to be concentrating on and you're setting yourself up for when you finally do walk away from the cage? Yeah. You can nail that on the head champ. Um, we want to position ourselves that way. You know, when I am done having fun in, in, in the octagon and I don't see that happening for a long time. You know yeah. what I mean? We're still getting going at this thing 15 years later in the UFC. I'm still learning, man. I'm still as green in this sport as, uh, you know, as some, some guys that they're, who are making their UFC uh, appearance and things like that. So, um, but yeah, like I said, my love for fishing in the outdoors really, you know, stemmed from a young age. And we want to make sure that, um, that we're, when we do step away, that we can transition smoothly into the outdoors world. And we've been fortunate with uh, brands like, uh, yeah, real tree fishing, Breakline optics, Traeger, um, power pole. So many, uh, so many companies, St. Croix rods, they've been so gracious to us and, um, really helpful, you know, um, getting us, you know, set up with, uh, you know, the right people and the right connections in the fishing world, man. And that's what really brings me joy is getting to meet our fans and clientele that have been so supportive in the octagon and, you know what I mean? And fighting for all these years. So I want to get a chance to, to uh, kind of pay them back and, and meet them and take them out fishing. You, uh, I, I like the flag behind you. I, I like the, I like when guys are not afraid to be patriotic. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how like, you know, people, pe- it's okay if people aren't, but some people get so offended by that. It just, it drives me crazy. No, I appreciate that, man. You know what? We bleed red, white, and blue, just like they do in UFC, man. And uh, we're blessed to, be in this amazing country and carry that flag. And uh, we think about it every day. I'm sure you, um, you have people in the military family. My dad was in the army. We have aunts and uncles to serve, friends, family, so many that have, you know, have passed away and, and, and bled for this flag. So we're honored to be, uh, you know, to carry it come Saturday night in the octagon. I was going to just say, you know, when you get offered a guy like uh, Mark, you know, the Olympian, you know, undefeated, you know, you're known as a grappler. I mean, primarily, listen, I'm not saying you can't strike, Clay. You know the deal. You're known as a fucking caveman. You go in, you're double-legging them, you're grounding, pounding. You're... So now they put you, I'm thinking of the, the school of thought here. Because now, are they testing him with one of the best grapplers to be in the UFC with yourself? Or, I mean, what are they doing here? Because otherwise, they'd be, why don't they just feed him a fucking striker? <laughs> you know what I mean? So what are they, That's what's going question. on here? What is happening? And then, <laughs> when you got over him, what was your, what were you thinking? Like, we, uh, you know. Because he was psyched. He said he was really like, he, you know, he wants, he respects you and he really wants to prove, you know, he's obviously fighting a, a big name in the UFC. Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much for the kind words too. I appreciate that, Matt. Fellas. That's awesome, man. And, um, you know what? We are thrilled about this matchup because we're not wrestling the Olympic silver medalist, Mark O'Madson. Right. We're simply fighting an inexperienced mixed martial artist named Mark Madsen. And that's what it comes down to. I probably have as many fights, uh, professional fights, as this guy and all of his opponents combined. And t- take a look at the record books, too. We're no stranger to, uh, to taking people down in the octagon as well. Uh, we've got a few few tricks in our, in, under, up our sleeve, man, of getting guys up to the fence and taking them down and making them miserable in there and breaking them. So I definitely think they're testing him. And um, 
we had mixed feelings about this fight. Our coaching staff, because all you see is what you see this jacked up dude, Mark Madsen, you know what I mean? With the silver medal around his neck. And right away, you're like, oh boy, Olympian. But you know what? Those are the challenges. Those are the matchups that get me going that I get up for, man. You know what I mean? That those are the ones that I spring out of bed, you know, every day and I go do my five mile run and I want to knock the trees down that I'm running past. And I want to just, you know, just go balls to the wall. And that's all we know. And that's why we're, um, you know, we're super pumped about this one. And I think this one is really going to take place um, in the flurries, in the scrambles on the mat, because our pedigrees are both wrestling and that's, what's going to, uh, you're going to see rain, have us rain victorious come Saturday night. Well, especially after all these years, too, there's nothing you haven't seen. Like, I'm always interested when a veteran is against a fighter who's got less experience because there's nothing, no matter how good he is, there's nothing he could do that you haven't been through multiple times already. Exactly. You nailed it on the head. And I, I go through that over and over in my head again. And then I also truly believe in the team that Uriah Faber and Ultimate Fitness and Team Alpha Male that he has put together. I call it the Mecca of MMA, the MMA Mecca. It's a 40,000 square foot gym facility with not just the best, some of the best fighters in the lower weights in the country, but around the world. We have guys from all walks of life, you know what I mean? And you see uh, just coming off of a couple of big wins, this uh, Song Yadong from China, Darren Elkins, the absolute damage incorporated, just an absolute destroyer in there. Yeah, Andre Fielder, Josh Emmett, Vince Murdoch, Ricky Tercios. Uh, the list goes on and on. Chad Mendez is back in the train with us. Cody Garbrandt's going down to 125 to come fight for a belt eventually soon. Um, I feel bad if I'm missing out some of my teammates, man. Tyler Diamond. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's, uh, yeah, Mason Jones. So it's like, I, I don't believe that there's anyone I'm going to face in the cage that is better than anyone I train with on a daily basis, on a daily regimen. Not to mention buying into the system with our coaching staff, you know, uh, of Coach Joey Rodriguez, J-Rod Boxing, Danny Lascal Castillo, who had 25 fights, in, you know, under the UFC Zufa you know, banner in the WC and UFC. Uh, Chris Holdsworth, Ultimate Fighter Champion. Uh, Mike Malott, like the list goes on and on. You know what I mean? And the, we have a, a special, special pedigree of, uh, you know, just mentality and championship mindset in Team Alpha Male that, um, that it just, it's the key to success, man. It's our recipe for success. Well, I can't wait. You're talking about transitions, Jimmy. I in all of Clay's fights, I he's not who's taking him down, mounting him, and holding him down. Who's got who's keeping him pinned for fucking a round or a minute or fucking thirty seconds? Nobody, <laughs> motherfucker. That's what's so exciting about this, Jimmy. Clay, <laughs> I listen, I'm excited for this fucking fight. I can I'm, tell. I love it. They're talking. They're not. No, they're, they're nice guys. But in my mind, if I was you, they're thinking, what do you think? I'm an old I'm fucking all approaching 40. You're taking out a vet. You're making your name off my fucking, the carpenter, the fucking carpenter. You're taking, you're making your name. And you think I'm out just fucking fishing some trout. Fuck that shit, Clay. I'm with you, man. I'm excited. <laughs> you said it, man. You I'm excited. It. Not on my watch. Not on my clock, man. Not, we've been doing this stuff for too long. I have too much fun. We've had too much success, man. And uh, a win over Mark Madsen is really going to, you know, tell, you know, let people know that we're here for, we're here to stay, man. We're not going anywhere for a long time, man. I'm 39. I'll be 40 in December. And people know I'm in better shape than when I was 21. I'm in better shape than when I was 25. And that's, you know, a true testament to just durability, long lasting, um, you know, toughness, grit, 
And Matt knows that's a wrestling man. That's all that's from is that wrestling mindset at a young age. And that is a great motivator too, where, where to stop a young guy with some hype around him and, and to like, not like you're not going to be the guy that he proves himself against. That, that's great motivation. You nailed it, man. I'm not going to be a stepping stone, a gatekeeper, whatever you want to call it, man. Uh, he signed up for the wrong fight. And he's been in for a rude awakening come Saturday night in that Thunderdome. Oh shit. And Hey, listen, the Olympian versus the Compita. It sounds like a fucking comic book. I can't <laughs> you know? for sure. That's a Marvel comic book right there. Cap- Captain Caveman. Jimmy, fuck yeah, yeah Captain Caveman. Jimmy had a question for you about comic books, Jimmy. Oh, you my Matt mentioned before. I don't know. Are you a com- you're a comic book guy. Not real big on a man, but um, I know I know the, the top guys out there. Okay. <laughs> Matt was talking about you're familiar with Daredevil. Yes. And I, I was saying that Daredevil is blind and he was saying that he's not. <laughs> I don't think he is either. It's a feel. Listen, Jimmy tried to, he tried to do the old Rochambeau on you. Daredevil is blind. I hate okay. And listen, I don't believe him. You got better things. You're a grown ass <laughs> man. This, this is what we call useless knowledge. It's childish. It's very childish. <laughs> But having said uh, that, Jimmy, I told you so. No, I'm only kidding. Yeah, you're right. Listen, this weekend, I can't fucking wait, man. Co-main event. That's it, Clay. What else? What else we got now? What I mean? What are we? You got just this guy ahead of you. There's no names after this. We're just taking care of this guy. You don't got anybody's fucking no call outs ready for fucking after this fucking fight. There's one guy who's uh oh. I, I still I got his number already once, but I'm willing to give him a rematch if it's the right fight and the right time. And Nate Diaz knows, man, we still got uh, we still got some beef. You know what I mean? And I think we should take it out in the cage. But everything happens after Saturday night, man. Uh, that's a fight I've been wanting back for a long time. We were the first uh, individual to put a full Nelson on someone in a cage. We picked him up. We ragdolled him ten yeah ten years ago, and I think it's time for a fun little rematch, man. And you know what? If he wants to stand the whole time. We will stand and box the whole time. I'm excited for to see his brother Nick Diaz come back yep. and fight Robbie Lawler. That's going to be awesome. So I think uh, you know Nate and I, you know, can put something together. You know, around winter time, man. So uh, be ready, man. It's going to happen eventually. You really seem like when I watch you fight, like you really seem like you enjoy it. Like a lot of guys say they enjoy it, but like looking at you and the way you are in the cage, you really seem like you love it. I tell you what, man, there's nothing better coming from a wrestling background and being able to do what I love. And I tell you what, how much uh, music is such a huge inspiration. If you guys watch the walkouts, we're going bananas, rocking out to whoever, uh, Metallica, Pantera, uh, Foo Fighters, you know, the list goes on and on. But you know what, when I'm in that cage for that amount of time, for whatever, five minutes, 15 or 25 minutes, I'm the lead singer, I'm the drummer, I'm the sound guy, I'm the, the tour manager, I'm the dude in the mosh pit. I, it, that's our night. And all yeah. I'm there to do is put on a show for the fans, man. We're the entertainers and we're there just to, uh, to rock the house, man. It must be fun do? when you, sorry, Matt, it must, it must be fun when you, you're doing these events and you get to go to a concert and bring somebody to see like, whether it's Metallica or Foo Fighters, whoever it is you're going to see, or Robert Plant, you mentioned, I like, a, he's had a lot of weird stuff after Zeppelin that I kind of like. Um, have, have you seen him solo? Have you seen him live? Absolutely. Uh, I got to see him, as a matter of fact, with uh, Tom Robb as the head of security for Metallica for 15 years and Seth Fromberg. Um, he brought me when I'm from Chicago. He brought us backstage to uh, to meet the man, the myth, the legend. Um, 
Robert Palmer. I'm sorry. Uh, Plant. Uh, excuse me, Robert Plant, man. And uh, do you talk about just a super, super nice guy? And uh, he saw me. I was wearing my UFC sandals, and he knew all about it. And just a, a great guy. We got to see him play with the infamous String Dusters. And these dudes rocked the house, and they played six or seven Zeppelin songs. And I tell you what, this guy, just great storyteller, super cool, casual, knowledgeable. He wanted to talk music. He wanted, he wanted to talk mixed martial arts. He, was, he wanted to talk fighting. You know what I mean? So just a down to earth guy who's done it all. And um, just, yeah, just an honor to be able to meet people like that because of what mixed martial arts has offered and opened the doors for us to, to the music world. Yeah. And to do something that they're interested in and you're doing something that they actually really want to talk about. Yep. And it's cool because I, sometimes like, you know, fanboy and I want to talk about, you know, music to them, you know what I mean? And all they want to do is talk about sports. So it's kind of cool, man. It's uh, very special, you know, how you get different, uh, athletes and musicians you know what i mean that that share the same uh, same interests yeah yeah Bullshit, man. yeah well this will be a great fight obviously uh we said before you came in i love watching every, everyone loves watching you fight and uh, i'm really really happy that you're still in such great shape and you're still you know every fight you still look tremendous so you have a lot of years ahead of you if you choose hell yeah absolutely guys thank you I, like i say man straight to the top and the best is yet to come because wrestling is life and that's what got us here. And that's what's going to keep us here. And man, how about, I don't know about you, Matt, but did you get to check out some of those Olympic uh, wrestling matches? Uh, David Taylor, Gable Stevenson, Kyle Dake. Uh, I mean, team USA crushed it. Thomas Gilman. I mean, it, it was amazing. The women won, uh, got a couple of golds and a uh, couple of medals. So USA wrestling really, really showed out. It's amazing, dude. And you're fighting the Olympian this weekend, dude. Everybody's going to be watching. Congrats on just living your best life, buddy. I don't worry about you both in the cage and out of the cage. You're going to be just fine. You're, you're, you're doing everything great, man. And I met your family before at some of the shows, and they were very, very nice also. So give them my regards, too. Absolutely. They love you, Big J, my brother. He'll be slapping <laughs> me in the cage. He always asks about you, man. I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get you guys on the water sometime, man. Maybe one of these next pay-per-view events that you guys might be at. We'll try to, uh, if you guys are going to be there, we'll try to set up a fishing trip. If there's uh, if there's some some water nearby, or I'll come up by you guys and we'll take you on the salt water or the fresh water, man. We'll show you guys how it's done. Give me some Dramamine and I'll be in. Yeah, I, I get yeah. boat I get boat sick and I always have to shit when I'm fishing. So aside from those two yeah. things. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we'll, grab, hey, we'll, we'll take we'll you for a short trip. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Good <laughs> talking to you, man. Guys, thanks a lot. Go ahead and check out at Gills and Thrills uh, with Guida, guys. We'll see you on the water. See you in the octagon. Okay. Have a great fight, man. Thanks, guys. Later, Clay. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people.
Guaranteed. Let's start talking, man. Let's talk a few fights because people like that. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Gastelum Cannoneer? I'm going to say, man, you know what, man? I'm, man. Hmm. What, what are you going to say? I'm going to take uh, Jared Cannoneer. I know, right? Because he looked so money, and then he hurt his elbow right away in his last fight, and that's kind of like... Yeah. You know, they, they both are coming off losses to Robert Whitaker. That's right. Robert Whitaker decision from, you know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, oh, I wanted to talk about this really quick because I seen the fight just now, and it was the um, it was the uh, the semifinals in the uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Yes. And it was Trace uh, uh, on Gore... And he took out uh, Gilbert Obina, Obina, and Urbina. Urbina. I'm sorry, yeah, and, but it was like competitive in the very beginning. Yeah. Like in the first, uh, did he go one round or two? Uh, second round, knockout. Second, second round. round. But the first round was competitive. Where even though Trey Song was landing better, it, um, you know, uh, hold on, let me give it back my thing. Even though uh, Trey Song was landing better, Gilbert was still in the fight. You know. Yeah, uh, but man, did he he landed on him and he and he capitalized beautifully. But uh, I'd like to see what's next for him, Trace on board. Yeah, um, get back to the fights. I just didn't want to. Sometimes yeah. I think about that. My, you know, my ADD. So, I know. Please, I'm listening. I'm going. Uh, you know what? You're going with Jared Kenya. This is what I'm going to say. I'm, and I, I, you know what? I could easily go with Jared. Yeah, I like to be different. I'll go with Kelvin. All right. Short, stocky guy. I, you know, sometimes sometimes I go with the short. If I'm indecisive, I go with the short, stocky guy. <laughs> Clay Guida. Go ahead. Against, uh, what do you think, Mark, uh, Mark Matson? I know what I'm going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. Oh, he's keeping me in suspense, everybody. He's I'm going to say. Oh, my little bird. I'm going to pick you up. And you're not, you want to, you're going to say, put me down. I'm going to go, no. You know, like, Matt, it's not funny anymore. I'm going to go, never, never was funny. And I'm not going to put you down. All right, Jimmy, what are we, <laughs> what are you picking? Sorry. I, I relive these, I think about these things in my head. I know who I'm picking. Go ahead. I am going to take Clay by decision. <gasps> Clay Guido. This is very interesting. And you're saying Clay by decision. Mm-hmm. He has the experience. And he has the gas tank. But then again, so does Mark. Third round submission, Clay Guida. Okay. Wow! Sorry. Yeah. I said it, man. I like to get crazy. Right. He's going to get his back and rear naked choke him. It could happen. Could happen. It could happen. Now, um, also... One thing I like the a bit of the uh, is Master Dallas now he's now he wants to fight Burns or he wants to fight Edwards. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. That's the one non-title fight I'd be very interested in seeing Leon Edwards in um, or Colby. I to fight Colby, but it looks like Colby Usman. So uh, I would like to see because those guys have unsettled. Uh, business from that backstage fight. I would love to see Edwards against Jorge Masvidal. That's a risky fight, though, for Leon because he should be next in line behind the winner of Colby Usman. Yeah, but I'll tell you right now, he fights. He fights Jorge Masvidal. 
people want to see, is he going to get some revenge for that three piece of soda? That's right. Yeah. Although it's more interesting if he's champion and Masvidal's fighting for the belt. Yeah. But people want to see that fight. Sure. Listen, I want to pay some respects to, uh, you know, they, he was a great coach. They called him the godfather of Texas MMA, Sal uh, Saliz. All right. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. If you want to look at that, make sure I am. But uh, I would just call him Sal. Uh, you know, he died at 55. Then he was, uh, he was, uh, you know, he's a whole of, he was, you know, coach of the Hall of Fame with Tito Ortiz, Quentin, uh, Rampage Jackson, Chris Cyborg, Cyborg uh, along with a bunch of other uh, UFC fighters. So, you know, yeah. that's upsetting. Lost another uh, great man, but do you know how he died? Was it a heart attack? Guys, um, due to uh, the cause of death was COVID nineteen. Oh wow! Very upsetting. So Jesus, even yeah. even guys who are in shape, you know, it's, yeah. it's fucking scary, man. You just uh, never know. It's just you know very upsetting. But uh, hey, man, what else do we got, buddy? Uh, so we listen. We did the we did the we did a couple of the fights. I think that's good. Yeah, that's fine. And if you want to see me. September 10th, I'm going to be in Chicago at the City Winery, two shows on Friday the 10th. And then September 11th, I'm going to be in uh, uh, Michigan at uh, the Royal Oaks Music Hall. And I've already, uh, it's in Royal Oaks, Michigan. And uh, come see me if you want to go to jimnorton.com and find out the details of my tour. I was just going to, you were going to say, do you want, you know, if you want to see me, I was going to say, always. That's very nice. I just want to see you. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy. You're very kind. That's it, man. We got fights this weekend. You want to give them a proper plug? Besides plugging all, I mean, listen, we know we're on Cameo. Yes, we are. And don't forget to watch our. Um, oh, watch party. Watch party. A watch long Sorry, UFC watch, watch party. The fights. Listen. We're talking about jo- Joe McHale. Yeah. Frank Rillo, Neil Magny. That, that's me and you. That yeah. was you. That's a little. That's a little. Hey, listen. That's I'm fat in that too. You're feeding me a cannoli. You and your fat friend. Oh, you about to say you and your fat face? I was going to say, oh my goodness. No. Dare you? At watch party? Yeah. Why? I keep forgetting the name of that. I'm so stupid. Well, you just said half of it right there when you said you got to watch. No, I know, but I'm just an ass. All right, Saturday. Uh, at the Apex in, up in Vegas. The prelims are uh, on ESPN2 at 7, and the main event's on ESPN at 10 p.m. Cannoneer versus Gastelum. There's some great fights on this card. Um, You're on Cameo, I, aren't you? I am on Cameo, yes. Jim Norton, Chip Chipperson, uh, Doug Bell. There's a bunch of them. Wow. And I'm not on the website. I'm only on the website, not the app. I'm on both because I'm a whore. I'll say. I'm only kidding. Jimmy, I love you. Hold I on. love you, pal. We'll, we'll talk in a few days. Hold on. I want to do what I'm done. Okay. okay. Jimmy, I will talk to you later, brother. All right. Have a great weekend. You're the best, Jimmy. Bye, Bye now. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons. All handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life doesn't have a pause button. That's why Capella University's FlexPath learning format lets you set your own deadlines and adjust them if something comes up. Imagine how a flexible education can make a difference for you at capella.edu.